Hello, welcome back to the Mike Fraze podcast. You're here with your host, Mike Fraze, and wow, yes, it's another big day on the podcast. How are you feeling? Are you feeling more feelings? Because the theme of this podcast, I've had a few different ideas, and I was going to record it a few days ago, but it's just something that's suggesting just wait a little bit longer. Wait for the right space, wait for the right environment. And this is connected with this whole theme of what I'm going to talk about today. That yes, I've already talked about how environment and space frequency, both internal and external, has an effect on how we feel. But at the same time, we can change our reality by choosing to feel more positively consistently. But that theme of, of feeling you know, actually just having this continuous set point of feeling good. Even when we get knocked off course and there might be people, situations, which cause that to happen, you know. We, we, you know, when we change the environment, there often is. If we go from a real peaceful space, we might have meditated in the morning or we, we had our morning ritual where we might have done some form of prayer or meditation or affirmation, use candles and incense and, that's part of my ritual, my routine. Also go in the garden and ground the body. So in that space, we're, we're ourselves, aren't we? Well, we're, we're alone with ourselves. At least the individual sense of self. But what happens when we leave that environment? We then hop online. We engage in the community online. Whether it be on social media, with all our friends and followers of the groups. We're now part of that group mentality. You know, we might turn on the television or the radio, listen to a podcast, and we're somewhat connected with everyone else listening to that podcast, that radio, that collective thought stream. So it's like the reality is becoming more interesting, isn't it? It's It can be interesting being on our own in that space. But when we engage with these choices, remember, they're all our choice. It might, it might feel like it's not our choice, you know? When we've got those, that difficult relationship or partner or friend or family or job member work colleague etc that or even that noisy neighbor or, or noisy people at the supermarket which i've also talked about here they're still connected to the choice you know we choose who we partner with it might feel like our choices are limited at a certain level of consciousness you know we seem to have more choices when we're on our own but then when we engage with the world you know we start to meet with it we we, we had these reflections so even though i say we're only meeting us we're with ourselves on our own yeah when we engage in the reality we start to actually build and connect with who we also are you know a greater version of ourselves and so this is that that theme that i'm getting around feeling and yeah, it's a little bit different than what I was initially going to talk about on the podcast this week. But we might build on that later in the episode. But it is really important to to cultivate, keeping this relatively simple, to keep working at the feeling. Even when the feelings don't necessarily feel good. So that's a bit of the long, pretty long intro, three and a half minute intro to this theme around feeling. Feeling with the body, feeling ultimately with intuition. And even I've heard a lot of new thought teachers talk about break the word down. Intuition, I like this, is your intuition. And even though it's not a, a word we necessarily hear a lot these days, tuition is teaching. 
you're in your teaching phase or you're being taught through your intuition. So when you're following your intuition, you're following your teacher, your inner guidance. But it's also a practice, isn't it? You literally are intuition. You're in the teaching phase of, of following your guidance, which is your tuition, your teaching, as you practice intuition. Because it's a practice. Just like meditation and, and nature and all that practice. Everything in reality is ultimately a practice, a discipline, a focus. Even the undisciplined, the letting go, is still an alter, a practice of not doing, you know? Big theme of this podcast last few years, the practice of letting go and allowing. That's still a, being intuition. Choose to follow the hunches, follow the what the, the Tao, the unknown, the the um seeing the wish to fill the imagination and creating reality, what Neville Goddard's talking about. They're all practices of following the, the inner voice, is the other word, for intuition. But we wouldn't necessarily even be able to discern what's a good feeling from a, a not-so-good feeling or a, a hunch compared to, like, something that wasn't in complete alignment, unless we had this contrast, you know, these challenges which Esther Hicks talks about and other people in the law of attraction. So even the difficult experience when we don't completely listen to the tuition, the intuition, and we might end up in a difficult situation that doesn't feel so good, that's still helping us make better decisions going forward. Because with, with let's like with we've got the guitar out or the, the musical instrument and we've, we've hit that wrong note, you know. You wouldn't necessarily know how a, a good note sounds on the instrument or with the voice unless you had a few wrong notes, you know. So the practice is ultimately always helping. So the practice of feeling is really what I'm, I'm getting at in this. And it's a, such an interesting space because it's almost like, for me personally, yeah, it's it's almost like... We're discouraged to feel, aren't we? We could actually use all those other things earlier, other than the, you know, the, the meditation, the ritual, that inner feel. That is the inner feeling, you know. We create that, and then, you know, ultimately we're going to bring that feeling of ourselves into our external reality. But it's almost like the opposite, where there's this encouragement to not feel, to move the attention externally so that the feeling the energy leaves the body and it becomes somewhat of a, a thought clutter and a thought frequency and a or collective programming or what you know what Venim Zealand of reality trance I think we'll call pendulums. Feeding other narratives, stories, limitations, other people's who are still connected to us, but it's ultimately a limiting story where we're not feeling. So it's like I've become more aware of this. And yeah, I've also talked to men and women around this and I'm reluctant to generalize. But yeah, usually as I've talked about the conscious and subconscious mind, the subconscious is more of the feeling dimension and women, perhaps more so than men, generally can access this feeling. They, they tend to be more intuitive and sometimes the man or the masculine or the conscious mind is more of the yang doing space. But that's why it's really important to, to not purely do one or the other. <laughs> because if we were always feeling without action, you know, we, we will stay in that thought, you know. And it's 
again with the subconscious mind, if that's a real positive thought space, like a, a thought of worthiness, well, ultimately that will lead to actions and reflections geared around worthiness. So, and that's where the actions flow. Similarly, if, if we're so focused on actions, you know, we're looking to keep rearranging all the people, the, the places. We're focused on the external. Like what I said earlier, we're reluctant to feel, perhaps. And we're looking at all the things wrong with the world, all these personalities. We're missing what's right in front of us, ultimately what is within us. Our intuition, which is ultimately not so affected by those things when we actually listen to our heart and align with an inspired, unconditionally loving mind. So this is the thing that's so interesting around this, particularly on the awakening journey, and and we can we could shift reality through all these different spaces. Yes, it, it's as simple as choosing our thoughts, choosing better thoughts, which actually allow us to feel. But ultimately, to have that ability to choose thoughts, there, there's little subtleties around this, isn't there? Like I've talked about with environment and space, it, it could be better to to more be more aware of their thoughts. Easier, sorry, to be more aware of their thoughts when. Or on our own, because we're we're not actually being so focused on what everybody else is thinking or feeling or doing, particularly from the pleaser state, a rescue and victim archetype, and that's where another thing could become more transparent and aware. That even our ability to think more positively is connected to how we view ourselves internally. What archetype are we playing out? Are we seeing ourselves as the 3D, victim, warrior, enemy frequency, which is so is what advocated so much a reality. This this thing about we need to be the hero, you know, we need to be a hero also needs the victim and the enemy. Rather than being a sovereign being who can just simply make choices and see everybody else as sovereign, the hero, enemy, victim is a constant measuring up against everybody else, you know? So it's such an interesting thing that the the identity and the behavior can actually drive the thoughts. And so the thoughts where we might want to feel more, but if the behavior, the way we see ourselves at a subconscious identity level is ultimately about you're not worthy unless you've saved me or you're not worthy because you didn't save me. That's the behavior that drives the thoughts and the thoughts can be connected to unconscious attachments telling us we're not good enough. So this is the, the challenge, isn't it? Such an interesting premise. The challenge of actually leading with our body, leading with our thoughts in our reality. And by actually cultivating worthiness within, like the garden metaphor, we plant the seeds of worthiness and feeling good and they're sovereign. We trust that. We don't have to interfere with it all. There might be weeds to prune occasionally, but we let the garden grow by feeding with water and sunlight, conscious and subconscious mind, um, growth and development. Without interfering, just letting it be. It attracts anything it needs to grow and it produces the fruit. And so that, and that can have another whole, that it can become an orchard of similar fruit and trees and development of, of all this positivity in its reality, where it shares those, those gifts of fruits with anybody without condition. Thanks again for being a part of this one. A little bit of a short feeling oriented one today, but pray that you really enjoyed it. Bye for now.